Tiger's got 152 yards. Should be just a nice, comfortable nine iron for him. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Tournament predictions and conversation on all the storylines across the PGA Tour. This is On the Green, WFUV's exclusive golf podcast. Back here on the green, double duty today for me, producing and hosting with Sam Davis on the other side of the glass. But so happy we could talk about the Open, an amazing Open, Sam, when you really look at it. One of the best tournaments I think we've had all year, considering how good all the top golfers played. You look at that top three, Rory McIlroy, Cam Smith, and Cameron Young. And Cam Smith finally gets the major victory that he was seeking after so hard this season. We know he had that one at the Players, but gets his first major victory this season. And he does so at the St. Andrews at the Open. But we're going to get to all that in just a minute. But Sam, I got to ask, how are you doing today? I know I was rushing in a little bit late to the studio. You were here on time, but me late as usual. But I wasn't here. I was here early, Mike. I was here. I was here about eight fifty-seven. Two, two, yeah, two, three minutes early. You rolled in a couple minutes late, but that's okay. Fashionably late. I, I, I give you a pass because so, you got a lot going on in the podcast today. I, like I, you I said. was at the diner with a fellow um, FUVer Pat Amaturo. <laughs> so go. shout out to him. Yes. We were we we're having some breakfast together, and, and I'm sure you guys were chatting about the Open and and how great of a tournament well, it was. That's actually like we're gonna do right. That's now. A, an amazing call by you because that's exactly what we. <laughs> <laughs> weren't doing, but we are going to talk <laughs> about the Open right now. And uh, and Sam, let's just get right into it. Cam yeah. Smith, he wins 20 under, an amazing tournament for him. You got to think about that 18th hole, Cameron Young. He has the eagle putt there, but it doesn't even matter because Cameron Smith was so good all tournament long. He has that tough Saturday, but the ability to respond on that Sunday, absolutely dominate it's just tough when you look at the entire field. So many good golfers. Victor Hovland, he had a great showing early on in the tournament, wasn't able to put it together on Sunday. But Cameron Smith's consistency and his ability to get it done on the final day of Sunday is what mattered most in the end. And there's one name that I left out, and it's Roy McIlroy, who you feel like couldn't have played any better golf, but still unable to get the win this weekend. Yeah, I mean, for Roy, it was definitely very frustrating. We'll get into that. But, you know, I want to start with Cam Smith because... He obviously won this tournament and deserves a ton of credit for that. 20 under, it's the lowest score, or tied for the lowest score to par in major championship history, which is incredible. And I think the other one's Dustin Johnson in the Masters. Yeah, and the fact that he's doing it at St. Andrews, I think, is just... All the scores are really, really impressive this past weekend. I don't know what the reason for that was. Maybe better weather conditions. I was saying, you're our Ireland expert. Maybe you can give us some insight Well, I think the weather was very uh, mild. Like, I think okay. Sunday was, like, 70 degrees and no rain, not a lot of wind either. I think wind typically pays, plays a big factor in this tournament. But I don't know. I was a little 
you know, shocked to see. I think sometimes you see those those really good scores in the first couple days, like Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, mm-hmm. and then you see on the weekend things get a lot tougher, and then those scores start to drop. But that didn't really happen. I mean, you go into Saturday, the scores just get better and better, and then Sunday, I mean, it was really a race for, you know, uh, I guess like 64-65 was going to, you know, win you this tournament. And Rory, you know, talking about him, and I, I, I totally agree, Mike, it's not that he lost this tournament because there were so many opportunities he had uh, to make birdie putts and, and and to get those putts to drop, and they literally, I, I I swear, there was just like a rim around around the hole because it just looked like every single time he got so close to making those those one putts and instead had to settle for two putts, which means, I mean, two putts on that on those holes are a lot of pars, and yep. you know he did not play a bad round. It's just Cam Smith, I think, just you know showed himself as the best putter in the field as the best putter really in the game of golf right now and i think ultimately that's what really did the job for him to win he also shot 30 on the back nine um, and that's the lowest score across the you know nine holes of a major um, for a major champion so that is just uh incredibly impressive as well cam smith won this tournament i feel you know I think it, he, he was almost not really the villain, but he took away the spotlight from Rory because obviously, you know, the crowd there in Scotland was definitely rooting, you know, for the uh, for the Northern Ireland uh, player in Rory McIlroy. But Cam Smith definitely deserves it for how he putted. It was incredible to watch. Yeah, I mean, you look at his round four, it's like comical numbers. He yeah. birdies hole two and then he... Goes on to birdie hole five, so he's two under and after even, the front nine. And even that front nine, like he had a number of opportunities to make birdie putts that he just missed. Like he just, yep. and and that's what happened in round three too. His putter just wasn't getting going. Well, I feel like the thing, the difference with him is that with the greens so large at St Andrews, he was a walking two putt at yes. the like the worst. Yes. So he was barely three putting, which other guys are three putting for par, maybe three putting for a bogey here and there, but he was either two putting for birdie, one putting for birdie, or sometimes two putting for par just because he was that good of getting the the you know the ball near the hole yeah that was the difference yeah and I think that is what really is the key at St. Andrews it's really all Mm -hmm. about you know how effectively can you two putt meaning how effectively can you take a long 70 foot putt or whatever it may be and get it really close Um, and, and I think that ultimately is what you know, helps you win. That's what Cam Smith did really well. He made it so his birdie putts, you know, a lot of times he's putting for eagle with those really long putts. And he makes so that his birdie putts have very little stress to them. You know, I think when he went on that stretch to start the back nine where he went five in a row, five birdies in a row. Yeah, hold 10, 11, um, 12, 13, 14. There, yes. There were a couple big birdie putts in there, a couple, you know, decently long putts that he was able to drop. But his pace on these putts is so perfect that when he's really far away, he can get it very close and then make for an easy with no stress birdie putt. And I think that is what allowed him to avoid the pressure of the fact that, you know, like we talked about, even on, even on, um, you know, on 17 or 18 or 18, obviously when Cameron Young made Eagle, um, he wasn't feeling that pressure. I think when you go through the whole day of, you know, being that locked in with the putter and you're putting yourself that close so you don't have those stressful long par putts or even long birdie putts when you really have to make birdie on these holes, um, it puts himself in a really good position. And that's what that's what Cam Smith did really well. Yeah, and, I, and listen, you look at what he did, the five consecutive birdies is insanely impressive. Yeah. But for me, the birdie on 18... 
that was the difference for me because we've seen a lot of guys struggling when they know they're in the lead to finish the job on the 18th green. But for him to you know buckle down, get a great putt, and then birdie and lock up the tournament was obviously the difference. And I look at his stats so far this season. The putting's great. 12th in shots game putting. He's the best golfer on the tour right now. That's without a doubt. Yeah. His birdie average is first in the tour. 4.6 birdies uh, average. That's first. And uh, scoring average is third on the tour this season. But his shots gained approach to the green is second. Not only does he do a great job, you know, of putting the ball, but putting himself in positions to birdie, putting himself in positions to get make easy putts. I think that's sometimes forgotten that he's that good. And I think the biggest knock on Cam Smith is him off the tee. But if he can do approach shots well and he can putt well, especially in a course like San Andrews with such a large greens, it's setting him up for success. And we saw that over the weekend. Yeah, because even when the driver or the irons, which didn't happen too often. I mean, he had a couple bad drives here and there and maybe mm-hmm. a couple – you know, not the best approach shots where he wanted to put it. And where, I think that's you know, what kind of hurts him on yeah. a course like the U.S. Open, where the mm-hmm. fairways are so tight, the rough is so high. I mean, this season, shots gained off the tee, 144th, it's negative point one four seven. I mean, it's just the fact that he's able to, you know, get in the fairway or even in the rough at somewhere like St. Andrews where it's not as big of a deal, but his approach is so good and then the putting's so good that I think he was perfectly set up to win at St. Andrews. I think that's why the players, I think, treated him so well. And maybe courses like the Masters which or um, you know the PGA Championship or U.S. Open, he wasn't able to get the job done. Yeah. But listen, he's he if he figures out the driving part or anything off the tee, he's going to be, hands down, probably the best player on the tour for a while. Yeah, well, here's the thing, too. You know, you mentioned how he wasn't really able to, you know, get the job done at a number of other majors this mm-hmm. year. He's still gotten really close, you know, and I think that shows the fact that— He's played even, winnable golf, Exactly. Yes. Even when the course really isn't, you know, third third at the Masters and 13th at the PGA— um, even when the course doesn't fit him perfectly, he can still win majors. He can still win tournaments yep. just based off how well he can putt. And I think ultimately, um, you know, first of all, we have to give some credit to Chris Hennessy who correctly picked. Wow, we took Cam this Smith. long to. I hope yeah. he's like not listening because then he'd be waiting. Like, what are they gonna? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he so- probably is because we got to give him credit because it's it, we we have made we've picked the the major winner us as on the green. Yep. In every major except the U.S. Open, correct? Nobody picked Fitz, right? No one picked Fitz. Yeah. Fitz was probably the biggest surprise at the yeah. major, but I want to give credit. We've gotten a lot better we have. as the season has gone on. I think we're back-to-back wins now. I picked Shawfully for the Scottish. Mm. I really, I think I have to double-check that, but I'm almost positive. I'm I pretty picked, sure. I think I picked Shawfully because he was on that tear, and I was like, he's going to keep doing it. Yeah, but my point is, it's funny, is because when you look you know, back at the tournament now, it's like, wow, Cameron Smith winning, that's so obvious. This I don't game know, and we didn't even pick him course. to finish. I had no reason not to pick it. I just thought, you know, like, sometimes you have to fade it, I guess, and yeah. we're like, maybe he just doesn't have it this weekend. Did we both pick him outside yes, top we, 20? Yes, we wow. both picked him outside. I don't know what I was thinking. Now, I want to... Cr- because St. Andrews just with these wa- with these huge greens just fits his game perfectly because he doesn't have to worry about being as precise with his irons because yeah. he can make up for it with the putter and he can get close just like he did on Sunday just like he did really alter yeah and I, I think looking back on it it made a lot of sense but that doesn't take away from the fact that I felt like I was in a great position picking Roy McIlroy oh, yeah. you were right there and it's a great transition because I do want to talk about him I do want to get to Cameron Young next who finished in second but Roy McIlroy he seems like he's played amazing every single 
uh, major this season. You think about how close he's been every step of the way. Unable to get a major win this year. I mean, it's hard not to look back at the Masters. Has that terrific Sunday. Holds out on 18 next to his buddy, Colin Morikawa. And you were thinking everything was trending in the right direction for him. The Canadian Open. He gets his win on the tour there. But he's not able to get it done here. And I thought it was his tournament to win. Only two under on Sunday. It's, it's a tough one to swallow. I saw a stat the other day that said he's played better golf than 97% of the golfers he's played against this season at majors, but no majors wins. Sam, what's your opinion on Roy McIlroy right now? Is there pressure on him to finish off the season with a couple wins to make up for the fact that he didn't get a major? And is the pressure mounting to now grab a major or two next season? I mean, the pressure is definitely there. Um, I think I, I just you know, pulled up, you know, Roy McIlroy on, you know, I, I saw something that, you know, from his press conference where he said, I didn't do much wrong today, but I didn't do much right either. And I think that really kind of sums up how his day was. He didn't, you know, he really didn't have a bad day. I mean, you can't really... Do you really, think he played a little safe Sunday? I think at the beginning he did. Um, I think as he started to get settled in um, with that decent lead and the fact that Hovland was kind of trending in the wrong direction who he was playing with so I think he probably you know thought maybe okay I can play a little bit safer right now which in all fairness I mean I understand you know obviously you don't want to make any big mistakes that would really put you out of contention you want to you know you kind of want to sit on that lead and he didn't know and nobody knew what Cam Smith was about to do on the back nine so um, I think looking at that is like a little bit of, you know, blaming him for something he didn't really know was going to happen. So, um, you look at his scorecard, doesn't bogey, double bogey, doesn't do anything over par yeah. on Sunday. It just comes down to the fact that he didn't birdie enough. It's just there were so many putts that, I mean, he two-putted basically every single hole. I mean, he just he had so many opportunities to one-putt and make birdie, mm-hmm. and he's just, I mean, there's so, like, you can go back and, and look at, you know, his hole by hole, and there are so many opportunities he had that just weren't maybe just a little more pace on his putts, maybe yep. a little bit of a different read, whatever it may be. Uh, I think that might show a little bit of, you know, I guess playing it safe, meaning that, you know, you're really not trying to putt to get it past the hole. You're trying to leave it a little short and just two putt. Mm-hmm. But I think once Cam Smith started putting the pressure on him, he was not playing, you know, conservative. He, he knew that Cam Smith was right there, um, I don't know if but he knew even he then, was... it, even then, he didn't seem like he. No, could. He, he still wasn't making those putts, and I think that just shows ultimately that you know he really uh, he just didn't you know, I guess with the putter he was that close, and it just nothing seemed to drop for him, and I think that does happen to everybody. I mean, that happens to that happened to Cam Smith on Saturday. I mean that that happens to these guys all the time. Unfortunately for Rory, it just came in the most important round for him in a long time you know this open you know obviously being from overseas meant means so much to him and and that is what I think made it you know disappointing it's going to be very heartbreaking and difficult for him to respond because I'm sure he's incredibly frustrated at the fact that he's been second at the Masters eighth at the PGA fifth at the U.S. Open and now third at at the Open Championship Um, I I think that is just uh really crushing um I don't know how he's gonna respond obviously he's gonna have time before his next majors uh to respond you know until April but um it's definitely gonna be difficult it's gonna be a tough tough uh pill to swallow I think for Rory so I want to give some stats on Rory McIlroy this season we talk about shots gained a lot it's the 
PGA Tour metric to, you know, analyze how good a player is in different aspects of the game. Off the tee, approach the green, putting, tee to the green, and total shots gained. He's top 15 in all of them. He's top five in shots gained off the tee and shots gained total. The only shots gained he's not top 15 is around the green. He's 48th. So yeah. those stats to show you how dominant he's been this season. You go over to more standard stats. Official world golf ranking, he's third. Scoring average this season is just under 69, 68.59. That's first across the PGA Tour. Driving distance, we know how good he is. Second in driving distance. Birdie average is sixth this season. He's got the fifth most regular season points for the FedEx Cup. I, I think what's so what's so I, I guess just like frustrating but from no his majors. standpoint. Yeah, obviously, and I think the fact that all these other tournaments we've talked about, like the majors especially, we've talked about Rory how he has the capability to win any major. You know, he he obviously has the talent and the capability to do so. But it was about putting together four consistent rounds, right? That was something that he didn't really do. You know, in the Masters, he had but that huge do, Sunday when he was at a the uh, thing at is, a contention. Is, 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 he kind of did that this weekend. That's, right, like, that's like he really know. did that. This the, there was, you know, obviously, you know, on Sunday he didn't make the putts he really needed to, and Cam Smith had an unbelievable day. But seventy at St Andrews is not bad, especially when you were leading coming into yep. the day. Most of the time, that'll win you the tournament. It's just the way that Cam Smith played, and that's probably what makes this so frustrating for Rory is that he shot a very consistent. 66, 68, 66, and then 70 on Sunday. And obviously, you know, people point to Sunday and maybe a couple more birdies and he wins the tournament, but he did not play bad for any, you know, any portion of uh, the weekend at St. Andrews, any portion of the four days. So I think that is probably what's going to make this one sting the most is that this was not like other tournaments where he had a really good Sunday and just, you know, found himself in the top 10 or, or even was in contention but then had one bad day and fell out of it. He was in there the whole time, and he really had a good tournament, and it just just didn't really roll his way. Yeah, it's a tough one. And you look at you look at Cam Smith; he shoots one over on Saturday, but because his highs were so high, yeah, and he was able to have such great days of golf, he comes away with the win. Whereas one more someone thing, like Rory's on, was under every day. Yeah, well, sorry, I sorry to cut you off, but I just thought about this too. I think Cam Smith that day for him. Um, ultimately, you know, you mentioned 18 and how important that was. And I think I, I totally agree, especially when Cameron Young putting the pressure on him with the Eagle, but 17 was incredibly important as well. He, he, he's short of a, of a huge bunker. He, you know, decides to putt, which is a great decision because that's what he does best. And, um, it's an incredibly difficult putt over and over, you know, a bunch of hills and it's got to go up over a ridge and then down into the left. And he, you know, puts it close enough um, but not super close, and I think you know has a probably his only uh, you know difficult or stressful par putt all day was on that 17th hole, which is you know statistically and played as one of the hardest holes on the golf course, and he nails that big time par putt, and I think ultimately that shows uh, the ability of Cam um, to not only you know like he did all day, kind of lag putt and get it close um, for an easy birdie. But when he really needed to and the pressure was on, 17, 18, he hit some big-time putts. Rory, when the pressure was on, um, you know, and he really needed to hit a putt, he didn't. And I think ultimately that, you know, I'm not trying to say that Rory's lesser because of that. All I'm saying is that that really was uh, the difference between these two guys. So I want to, you know, let's change it up a little bit. We're talking about everyone in the top three on this On the Green podcast day. We talked about Roy McIlroy. We talked about Cameron Smith. You got to mention Cameron Young, your Ford and Prep. 
We do have to talk guy. about Cameron Young yeah. out of Westchester, New York. Went to Fordham Prep High School. Wow, Future it's almost the like green. I went to Fordham Prep High School, too. <laughs> I did. Um, four years older than me, so we did not uh, go to school at the same time. But my brother actually graduated with him. But besides the point, <laughs> he puts together a fantastic weekend at St. Andrews. A, fat- a fantastic Sunday where he eagles 18. I think he finished 7 under par. On the round four, Sam, can we get a He double? shot 65. Um, yeah, so seven so, under. Yeah, yep. So shoots seven under on Sunday. He's now has six top ten finishes on the season. He's probably the rookie of the year. For me, he is at least. He's got a runner-up at the Open Championship to Wells Fargo, the Genesis Invitational. So he's been close, has not gotten his first PGA Tour win. Kind of reminds you of Will Zalatoris, someone who's been knocking on the door, unable to get a win. But Sam... Just what have you seen out of the rookie so far this season? I mean, 18 was really, really impressive. To eagle that and just put some pressure on uh, Cam Smith there, which ultimately proved to be, you know, didn't matter for Cam Smith with the way that he was playing. But, you know, I really give a ton of credit to Cameron Young and the ability of him to turn things around kind of on the back nine. The front nine, he had, you know, four birdies but also mixed in a couple bogeys there and kind of let a couple opportunities slip away. On the first hole, he three putts on the green and bogeys. So um, not a great start. He also bogeyed nine. I think that's where he put it in the in the, in the the woods a little. Not in the woods, but in the high rough there, um, which created a... No, I, actually, I think he put it in a bush, and he had to play, you know, he had to drop. So um, a couple mistakes there on the front nine that really costed him. I think that's what he's going to look back on in terms of his opportunity to win this tournament, but it's really difficult to do that because on the back nine, he played really well. Um, he shot 31 on the back nine. I mean, we talked about how Cam Smith shot 30. I mean, that is incredible. He was literally one shot away from tying Cam Smith, which I think shows you know, how, how impressive he was on the back nine and maybe let some chances slip away, but you can't really look at those for a young guy like, like, like Cameron, because I think ultimately, um, it was a really, really impressive tournament for him, something that he definitely can build on. And it won't, you know, I think one of the commentators on Sunday said, you know, Cameron Young, this guy is going to be around for a while with the way that he drives the golf ball, with the way that he plays. Um, and I think that is definitely true with what we've seen from him, you know, this weekend at St. Andrews. He's going to be right there, and it's an exciting guy to watch. Same thing, like you mentioned, with Zal Torres, another guy that's, you know, kind of been knocking on the door. I'm sure we'll see both of these guys get over the hump, win a major, win a big-time tournament, because they're showing themselves as definitely capable of it. Yeah, with Cameron Young, you can't help but look at how great he is off the tee. You mentioned the driver. Yeah. That's been what's making him so great. Sixth in driving distance this season. Um, shots gained off the tee. He's second across the entire PGA Tour. I think he needs to uh, round out the rest of his game. It's hard for me to say after just watching him finish second at the Open, third at the PGA Championship, uh, four uh, runner-up finishes so far this season. He has the good enough golf to get there. He's played winning golf. I think he could have easily won three tournaments this season already, but that's just how it works on the PGA Tour. He'll get his win, but to see a young golfer be that close, and the same thing with Will Zalatoris, the game is in good hands no matter what happens on the PGA Tour, in my opinion. And, Sam, that's a good segue into probably our final topic. We're not going to make picks for the tournament. We're going to keep this episode focused on the U.S. Open. And, British Open. Um, you, oh, my God. British, <laughs> I got the Open part right. <laughs> you're um, good. You're good. Let's keep it focused on the British Open. But you can't help but look at the news just the day after 
Cameron Smith wins uh, the British Open at St. Andrews. He is rumored to be joining Live Golf for around $90 million. It doesn't seem like this has been confirmed yet because no, the PGA Tour is still posting him on Twitter like he's part of it and everything about him winning and with the jug and all that. But you can't help but look at this as a disaster scenario for the PGA Tour if their winner at the Open suddenly decides to leave for Live Golf days after being crowned champion. I mean, it's a I, I don't know. I thought all the moves to the live uh, live golf weren't really hurting the PGA Tour, but I think this might be the first one that starts to worry everyone that's involved there and that's helping make things possible. Now they're seeing players that are actually succeeding on the tour leave. Then I start to get worried. Yeah, yeah, I would be worried too, to be honest, because this is a younger face of golf, a guy who has just won, you know, his major um, in really impressive style. Um, and I think this is a guy that, you know, the PGA Tour could have built around um, and could have pointed to as, you know, kind of one of the younger stars. And instead, you know, he's deciding obviously nothing is official yet. So I have to check how, like, because. But here's the thing is that he was asked about it um, after winning. He gave such a, like, I and, hate that response. Uh, he was very, I think he, they said. According to this, he, he seemed to be, an, according to, you know, this is uh, Bleach Report, I think. He, said, he seemed to be annoyed by the question, but he didn't deny it, basically. He said, you know, um, uh, he said, you know, my team worries about that stuff. I'm here to win golf tournaments. So he, but he didn't say, he like, said, I don't know, basically. I understand. I don't think it was the, you know, reporters ourselves. It I was don't think it was because something came out about Spieth. Um, and he, he potentially, you know, and he just killed. came out and said, no way, this is not happening. So Cam Smith definitely didn't do that, which makes me think, okay, this, this, this is real. There's actually talks going on with this and I wouldn't be surprised now. Definitely not. If he goes, I was surprised to hear this initially, especially yeah, right. I after mean, I was win. with you. I think when you heard you're like, what? Yeah. But this is my thing. This is my thing. I understand that I don't think it's the greatest time and place to ask that question. You just won the yeah, open. No, no, it's not. I don't think it's a good time to ask about live golf even if you think that's a possibility you're going to find out in a few days or you ask him next tournament you know there are other times to ask that question but if you're camp smith you can't say you know my team makes those no you make those decisions you yeah. can golf where you want to go you're the one getting paid your team's not gonna you know you're gonna golf where you want to golf you want to yeah. golf on the pga tour your team's not going to tell you otherwise you're going to golf on the pga tour you don't let your team make decisions about where you're playing your tournaments that is a that really bothers me because I understand dodging a question, but to say your team makes those decisions, that's completely false. You're going to decide where you want to golf and what the deal is best for you. The team might give you those decisions. All right, here's one option, here's the other, but you're making those decisions at the end of the day. There's no good way to dodge a question, but the fact he said that honestly makes me think that he will be joining Live Golf, but it's a nightmare scenario for the PGA Tour if he actually does. Yeah, no, I... I uh... I really do think that the question when it was asked at the time it was asked is definitely not appropriate. Um, I, I think he just won the Open. You know, that should be the conversation. However, you know, obviously he could have handled the question a little bit better. It's interesting because uh, I'm looking at the, you know, the final leaderboard um, from the Open Championship. And, you know, Cameron Smith, $2.5 million for, for winning the Open Championship. Um you know, Liv is rumored to give him about what ninety million, I think, something along that it's range. Ninety million now. I'm looking. So, I, I mean, where is you know, this? Where is that source? 
I don't know. I, I I just I've I've seen I've seen it somewhere. I don't know exactly where that came from. And like and this is I look at this other tweet. Um, I'm seeing some interesting news here too. I guess you know David Faraday. You know the the uh, the golf like kind of like he works for NBC. He's a he's a golf like he analyst just left there. to yeah. Live. He's expected to join Live as well, which so, is interesting. I mean now you now you're uh, and then Charles Barkley also was. Uh, um, I don't know if you saw that, but they were he was in talks with Liv about joining the broadcast team as well, which will be because yeah, uh, he, Barkley been, came, came yeah. out and said I would you know do un- <laughs> crazy things to for that amount of money, and now he doesn't even have to do any of that stuff, and he could just join you know for I'm sure a lot of money. So. Well, I what I do think is you know I, I was looking I was just saw this tweet and I was talking about how imagine how much this would hurt the PGA Tour, not only considering he just won the Open, but he beat Roy McIlroy, the most outspoken yes. person against this tournament. Although it's, I know it's golf, and listen, anything can happen on a weekend. It doesn't mean he's a better golfer than Roy McIlroy, but just the symbolism of that, that a live golf guy just beat your most outwardly spoken person on the tour against uh, the live golf series. Plus, I mean, look at the leaderboard, you know, tied for sixth, Dustin Johnson. Tied for eighth, Bryson DeChambeau. Those are two live golf guys right there. I mean, yep. they both had really good days. They both had really good tournaments. And I, honestly, I didn't even under. I didn't even know I wasn't that familiar with the back the De- back half. DeChambeau had a really good tournament, which is very surprising. Other than a, he shot seventy four on round two on Friday. Other than that, he was three rounds under seventy. Um, you know, sixty six on on Sunday, and 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 DJ had a really good tournament as well. Uh, 67 on Friday, 69 on Sunday. So those two guys, live golf guys, um, showing that, I guess, you know, there was a lot of talk about, and I think we've talked about it too, like, oh, these guys are only playing three days a week. They're only playing, you know, once a month. Their game is not going to be at that level to compete at majors, and I think they're proving people wrong right now that they can. Mm -hmm. Um, And if Cameron Smith joins as well, that's another guy that I think will compete uh, and continue to compete at majors. So, it's a really, I think it's getting pretty scary um, in terms of the amount of golfers that are going over there for the PGA Tour. It is, it is officially, I think, uh, scary for them. Yeah, well, it definitely is scary. And listen, I say this, I think every podcast, we're just gonna have to watch and see. And yeah, a new thing in When's live golf the next would live, be off uh, tournament. Uh, let me check my live golf calendar real quick. <laughs> Um, I, I have it right in my phone. Yeah, live golf uh, let me go to my calendar. I remember when they came out with the series, I put them all in. Um, actually, let me uh, actually here, check. I got it up here. Uh, Bedminster, July 29th. Trump, um, Trump Na- another Trump okay. National Golf Club. Okay, um, so where's Bedminster? I don't even know. Bedminster's where Canada, I want to okay. say. Yeah, and then Boston. Oh no, wait. Don't yep. quote me on that. Then Boston in September. So there's there's a decent break there. Okay, Ben um, Bedminster is New Jersey, so no, so you're wrong. <laughs> that's okay though. Couldn't be further. Yeah, well, that's anyway, okay. but a couple weeks for for another lit. We'll see if Cameron Smith so, is and, uh, and you know, playing in that one. We've been so focused on the British Open, we really haven't looked at what's next on the PGA Tour. We're not going to make picks this week, but uh, it's all, it's going to be interesting to see. I want to see what the next tournament is. Do you, I'm going to look that up right now. You're going to look it up. I was going to as well. See who can do it faster. Um. um I, I looked it up the wrong way. Rocket Mortgage Classic. That's in a couple weeks, I think. But is there one um, right after? The, yeah. All right, so the 3M yeah. Open. Yeah, that's the one that's this weekend. So it doesn't look like it's a. it's got a pretty low purse. Yeah. The Rocket Mortgage. Rocket Mortgage yeah, will get pretty decent uh, amount of golf. Well, unless but, there's any big news, it might and be And then a, you have the FedEx uh, St. Jude Championship 
in August. Uh, that's a pretty, you know. Yeah, so then, August is a little bigger well. month because you got the, yeah. those three with and the Northern the Trust, Championship. the BMW, the Tour. So the yeah. Tour is probably the yeah. the biggest tournament. So left I'm sure on the we'll we'll talk about you know those three. I would say in August. Those well, are those are decently well, well, big. Well, it's gonna on the green kind of slows down from here. This mm. is the last major episode that we're kind of gonna Crazy. cover. Unless Crazy there's more stuff. live golf news, maybe we have to do an emergency sure on the green be. episode, but. The podcast will slow down from here, no, but there will don't be say more. It'll slow down. It'll there will never slow down. On the green, will never. Slow Look down. how far we've come. Yeah, Sam. exactly. Now we're talking every single week about all these tournaments. We'll keep it. We'll keep it going. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. It was super fun. We got to talk a lot of golf here. Open. We're always talking live golf. It seems like even though we're a PGA Tour podcast, but we broke down some <laughs> news from that. Michael Calamari with Sam Davis. Thank you for tuning into this episode of On the Green.